recording in progress. Hi. Hey, guys. Um, hi. Hi. Uh, Happy New Year, I guess you could yeah. say. Uh, this is our first episode for 2024. Uh, this is number 102, 102, if you're keeping track. Um, I'm Trev, and with me, as always, is Bush, who has yeah. a meathead uh, ho- uh hoodie meathead uh toque on toque yeah what's up with that that's proud i'm proud to wear it again again yeah <laughs> G- give him time <laughs> when i re- uh edit this i'm gonna censor your uh your hoodie <laughs> yeah, i knew <laughs> it <laughs> so yeah the uh, first episode episode of 2024 it's actually um we were going to do an episode last week, but we were just, Bush and I traveled throughout the holiday season and I was, I got sick on my trip, so I wasn't really feeling up to uh, doing a show. So I was, I was jet lagged. I bet you I was in bed, but I didn't play hockey or volleyball. I was in, I was tired. Like I was, I was on the couch just nodding and Sue's like, maybe you should go to bed. I'm like, but it's only seven. <laughs> I'm serious, man. That jet lag is something else. Like it's especially when you're an old uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine, like, <laughs> just imagine if you had to play hockey, though, right? Holy, how awful would it be? Oh like, yeah, you'd, you'd be able to play hockey. Your reaction time would be way off. Like you'd think you'd be okay, but. Your your mental capacities would just be out out the door. Like I'd probably have a cup of coffee, try and you know stimulate the stimulate yourself, trying to wake up. But I think yeah, no, no, I don't know how to last. Let's do it. Um, okay, our guest for episode one hundred two, she is from Kuchiching First Nation on Treaty Three territory. Uh, she lives in Fort Francis, Ontario, which is just a neighboring town next to the res. Our guest for this week is Courtney Bethune. Um, if you remember the last name Bethune, we had her brother on the show, Jared. Uh, Jared was on episode 35. Uh, so uh, both are uh, come from a, a hockey family, so it was cool to have Courtney, come on the show. She's a former uh, Division Three player, and she uh, she's uh, doing her apprenticeship to be an, an engineer. Yeah. So it's really cool. Um, she when she went she, well, fuck. While she was playing D three, <laughs> going to school, she was uh, getting her. Uh, what was she going to school for again? Did you write that down? She was taking no chemistry and physics. Oh yeah, those words I can't pronounce correctly. How hard? No. Like I, I had a chemistry class in college and I sucked at it. I actually Yo. had to copy, like from a buddy because I sucked at chemistry. I failed grade ten science three times, <laughs> and that's <laughs> mandatory, right? That's yeah, grade like ten I just, science. There's some con, you know, like. Some things you just can't grasp. Like you just, no matter how hard you look at it, you look at it, you read it out, you write it. I just, there's some concepts I just could not grasp. Math, 
I, I just look at it and I can see the answer. I got who are English, you? I'm okay. But sciences, no, I just and any physics stuff, no, I just I have a or chemistry, sorry. Physics I can understand a little like, bit, but not what chemistry. Is that? What is that uh that chemistry Pure, thing, like all those the uh, periodic like, table? Yes, I suck at that. I was like I, I I'll look at it for hours. I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, they have all those little numbers too. on the side on each like yeah. element number. I don't know what those are. So <laughs> I tried taking grade uh, grade eleven chemistry. I thought, you know what, this is going to be different. New leaf, new book, everything. I ended up dropping to the after the first day because I just really? couldn't. It was just it was just overwhelming. I guess I think that was my first ever anxiety attack about I just getting overwhelmed with all these different stuff on chemistry. So I just. I knew I wasn't going to be able to pass this course. I wasn't going to bother trying. Basically, I knew, I knew my I knew my limitations with that. I took uh, pre-health science in college. It's a one-year college course, and each semester we had chemistry, and I sucked at it. I had to copy <laughs> copy from a buddy for me just to pass. Like, I would have the perfect assignments, but on a test, I would just barely pass. So I'm sure that my professor or teacher was kind of getting suspicious of my work. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a tough one, physics and chemistry. Yeah. Um. Uh, land acknowledgement. Uh, res hockey. We are currently recording on the traditional land of the Anishinaabe. We are on Treaty Shree territory, so we always want to give land acknowledgement on where we where we are recording yeah so um it's a bit been a busy i think what three weeks since we last yeah. had a show right yeah um chris uh christmas holidays was busy uh very let's uh in a hundred words or less tell us about your trip to uh sweden and i'm keeping track so Hundred words one, or less. Eight, one, <laughs> two, three. That's three words right there. Sweet. Experience of a lifetime. Four, six, yep. Seven, eight, nine. Bucket list. 10, 11, 12. <laughs> off. <laughs> but I, I was gonna say, uh, Trev and Bush on my my little notes. I put Trev went to Suntan while Bush was on location of the World Juniors. I'm sorry, Gary Terrence. Mispronounce your last how, how name. How did you I'm, see his last name? Terry. 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 I just. I was you so nervous. I was just. Terrence. Terrence. That's Terrence, all I was doing Terrence, on the bus. Terrence. When I was when I, when we were walking to the to the uh to the arena from the hotel, I was, in my mind is Terrence. Carrie Terrence. Hello. This is episode sixty. I'm here with episode sixty five guest Carrie Terrence. In my head, it went smoothly. We are here and go. Altenburg, Sweden at the IIHF 2024 World Junior Championships. I'm here with Kerry Terrence. How are you doing? But that didn't come out. I just said, hey, never, this is, never this is Kerry like Terrence. This is episode 65. And I'm like, I know I'm forgetting something. And then I go to Sue. And when we're done, I said, I forgot to say we're in Gothenburg, Sweden. <laughs> how, was, uh, how was he meeting Kerry? You know what? It was pretty surreal. Like, wait, we talked to him on Zoom, but meeting him and knowing what he was a part of, yeah, it's it's just you you almost put them on a on a different pedestal. 
because I met I also met four of his teammates. No, I'm sorry. I was eating chicken wings. I was eating North American food in this restaurant that Who we were at. Who goes to Sweden and has American food? <laughs> I know. I did. Well, <laughs> so, so we sat down. Is we were watching the Canada Sweden game, and I go to Sue. Canada doesn't belong here. Like they they were so outclassed, outpassed, outskated, outshot. So we sat be- and then two older uh, people came and sat beside us. We're talking to them. They're from these. They had. And Team USA jerseys, and it turns out they were parents of uh, Team USA uh, players. Zeev Buyam, um, Gabe Perot, and Will Smith came and sat with us. I got I got a nice picture of uh, the three of them. I'll I'll show it to you later. But talking to them, they're really nice gentlemen. But Canada didn't belong, and I was eating chicken wings. But they also ordered chicken wings as well. It was, Did they? It was, it, it was a pretty nice glaze on it too. It was a nice, nice uh, bourbon barbecue. Like uh, it was pretty good. And that's the same Perot kid that just got traded from Philadelphia to Anaheim, right? Who didn't want to play for the Flyers? I think Cutter Goche, though. You're talking about what? You met Perot Cutter... or Goche? I met Gabe Perot. Yeah, that's the kid. Oh, really? I thought it was Cutter Goche that made all made all the hubbub. Was it Philly? Use the Google machine. But anyway, so these these boys they they didn't look when when they walked into the uh, into the restaurant uh, they just looked like um, average chump st- uh, like just they just looking like an average human being. You didn't know that they were um, part of something special. So going back to your question, me and Carrie and talking to him, I think I was really really nervous. I didn't want to. Uh, I just I. I knew he was busy. I didn't want to take any much of his time. So I think I, in my mind, I wanted to rush it and get him out of there within like maybe two, three minutes. So I stumbled upon my own tongue and I'm Carrie Tarion. So, oh my God. I, I was watching the interview. As soon as I said it, he just kind of gave me a, a funny look. Like, really? <laughs> if you go back and watch it, you'll you'll see it. <laughs> You're right. It was Cut- Cutter Goche who got traded. I yeah. thought it was Perot for some reason. No. No, but uh, I was hoping to have met uh, Isaac. Uh, um, I can't remember the last name, but he was the one that combed his hair or did the combing hair method through his helmet after the shootout. I don't know if you remember that. If you watch it, he that was his celebration. He took his glove and combed his like just did that motion. It's pretty neat, like pretty. So, which brings to my point: our people persecuting the this team for what they're doing for celebrating i am yeah they are i think usa has a right to though they're kids though right they're still yeah, mature they're, and they're, they're 19 years old you got fucking guys who still act the same in their 30s and 40s yeah when they win a championship or they win a tourney they're still cocky and like yeah, look how stupid you guys are kids give them like, a break. Look, like, look how stupid PK Subban was was acting when he was when they were winning in Montreal. He did that stupid handshake every time, or he did a pose every time. Like, come on, man, leave these kids alone. And f- we don't know what Sweden was saying to them on the ice either. Yeah. So, anyways, would you go? Would you recommend our listeners to, if they had an opportunity to go to Sweden, to go to Sweden? I would recommend them to go to Sweden. I would recommend them to go to any European tournament 
available to the World Juniors for this tournament. It is an absolute spectacle that you see. Um, the Sweden, the Swedish fans are, they set the bar for any other, like I've never heard four different chants by an arena at one time. They're, we're sitting next to a whole section. They were chanting the whole game. Like I was like, holy man, Sue, like this is crazy. You never ever hear this in Canada. Any arena, you'll never hear that. Like it, like they did a whole like chorus of a song for their chant is really neat. I think the cool thing that USA did, uh, they gave the opportunity for Kerry to dress in his equipment. Unfortunately, Kerry mm-hmm. didn't play any games for Team USA, and they had a stacked team. And yeah. but I think it was cool that the coaches and the management let Kerry dress in his equipment and jump on the ice for a team celebration. I thought that was yep. cool. That's pretty classy of the coach to do that. It was really neat. So, ooh, um, so the World Juniors, you had, you would totally uh, would go again? I would go again in a heartbeat. Yeah. But I would, uh, I would ask your travel agent if they know if the country you're going to is cashless or not. Well, Sweden. Sweden is on the, it's on the brink of going cashless. There are stores that accept cash, but going on where in the area where we were at, there's hardly any restaurants and stores that accepted the cash. Really? Did they have Walmart over there? I think they had the equivalent to Walmart. I don't forget what it was called. Hmm. But no, there was no Walmart in the section of the section that we were at. You were in the rich section. You know what? Come to think of it, it was uh, not rich, but we we found there was a lot of shopping, like lots. Do you remember when Portage Place first opened yeah. up back in the day? Yeah, that's pretty much a shopping area where, where we were at. Like that type of shopping. Everybody was buying something though. Is neat. Like they weren't just walking around and pointing like I was. They were actually shopping there. They had they were there for a purpose. They're trying on clothes, and so I don't know. Maybe maybe we just happened to see in a swanky or part of town. But were people looking at you weird? Like, holy man, is that a real Indian? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm sure there's not a lot of Indians Um, in Sweden, right? No, maybe. I may. I, I did get a couple looks but i don't think they were pointing and saying holy that is a real life looking indian <laughs> you never know yeah, you never know yeah all right well, that's good you had a good trip yeah uh as for myself i went to Puerto valera i was there for 10 days uh had a good uh good time in mexico it was plus the high 20s the whole time i was there so we went to a lot of excursions. We went to different towns and beaches, a lot of beaches. Nice. And it was it was it was cool. I was uh it's the opposite in Mexico as it is in Sweden. It's all money. They don't t- a lot of like most of the places don't take credit yeah. cards, like the fa- just the fancy restaurants, but everyone takes cash. <laughs> and it's hard with that the understand pesos. That that money is like weird. <laughs> but uh 
just like you, I decided uh, one meal to have a Canadian American meal, and I had a clubhouse and fries. Uh oh! And did I ever pay for that? I got <laughs> sick. My stomach didn't agree. I don't know what. I I, I had a clubhouse a million times, but this time I just didn't agree, and I got sick. I was pretty much running to the bathroom every. Every couple seconds, oh. every couple minutes. But other than that, the food was good. The people were very nice and friendly. Um, when you were sitting in a restaurant, people would come up to you and try to sell you stuff. And I like, I feel bad because it's a really, I guess you could say, a, a like a lot of like that part of town is really poor. So you mm-hmm. you get these kids coming up to you asking you to buy certain things and I couldn't say no I always had to buy something <laughs> off these kids and just uh, I thought English was a really like a lot of people would know English but a lot of people don't know no. English on there No, I... so I would have my Google Translate and write it in English and it would come up in uh, Spanish, Mexican and I would just show my phone <laughs> when, when we had to negotiate prices to buy things which and uh, we went to Walmart, and Walmart was different. It's not the same here. <laughs> the, of course, the, it did. <laughs> yeah, I had to go to Walmart. Yeah, because we stayed stayed in the Airbnb, so we couldn't. And I guess it's not recommended to drink the water, the tap water. So mm-hmm. we always had to go to Walmart and or a grocery store and pick up water. Ooh, so, yeah, I guess that would even for coffee. I bet, eh? That yeah, other thing, yeah. So. Yeah, we stopped at Walmart, and the cool thing about like the Walmarts in Mexico or any grocery store, they sell three liters of pop. Like, oh they have like a three wow. liter Coke bottles, and those things oh. are just huge. <laughs> so, uh, I really enjoyed my trip, though. It's uh, one of those trips that you really needed to just charge your batteries. And exp- yeah, um, I did miss my dog Marley, though. It was the longest that we've been away from Marley. But other than that, yeah, I totally would recommend going to Mexico and going on a trip. Um, go see the ocean. It's really, uh, really nice and it's cool. So that was uh, that was my Christmas Christmas trip, holiday trip. So, uh, what's next? Uh, we just want to give a shout out to. Troy Williams, um, episode 52 guest and current Lakehead Thunder Wolves uh, hockey player. Uh, LEU Thunder Wolves held an Indigenous night this past weekend. Um, and Troy took uh, the opening face-off. It's not yeah. every day Troy takes a face-off because he's a defenseman. But uh, it's cool that... He looked Lakehead good doing Univ- it, though. Yeah, it's cool that Lakehead University uh, had... An indigenous night, so it's yeah. cool that a lot of a lot of teams have it be junior hockey, pro, and university are starting to have indigenous nights and a celebration. Yeah, because we are still on indigenous land, right? No matter what, so mm-hmm. it's cool that they uh, they support and give recognition to where where it belongs. So. Excuse Being me. Cree, can you pronounce his uh, his his indigenous name, or does it sound? Can you does a dialect work for you? It's like, pretty much say, the same. Just like 
like wabashike gabo can you what is how do you say that pretty much the same yeah it's okay with a lot of Ojibwe and Cree words it's it's pretty much the same we can under, understand you guys even even though you guys talk gibberish you guys you guys <laughs> uh we forgot to give us shout outs do you have any shout outs for this episode <laughs> uh, uh just uh big shout out to Carrie Terrence and Team USA for winning the gold. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh the Round Lake Bears. Oh yes. Based out of Saskatchewan. They won the Stanley Jr. Big Plum Memorial Men's and Ladies uh tournament uh that was played in how do you say that reserve again? Tistnia. Tutini. Tutinia. Tistnia. Tistnia. It's beside Calgary. You know where it is. Um, they had a stacked team. I was looking uh, at that. These guys That's must good. have uh, dished out the pretty coins, but I guess it's worth it. They came out in first place. Um, another shout yeah, it's, out. Tsutina uh, Nation. Yeah, that's it. Uh, another shout out goes to the Stanley Mission Riverhawks. Uh, they're the 2024 PAGC All Reserve Rec Hockey Champions. Uh, they won the, the the tournament in Prince Albert this past weekend. Um, I think they're going to the Freddy, so it'd be good to see them see them play. And one more shout out to the Moose Cree Selects for winning yes. the City Cup in Westwanapi, Quebec. Uh, the Moose Cree Selects beat Wiskaganish in the finals to win twenty Gs. There's like twelve of them, so I wonder if they split the money. But I I'm, think they just they give each player a certain amount, and whatever's left, they just put it towards the next tournament. So well, they probably they probably said like in agreement, like on the Wednesday before the game, if we win this, let's put X amount towards next tournament. Is that yeah. cool? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, episode fifty four guest Caden Butterfly was named Tourney MVP. So nice. Um, he looks. Were... He looks like he's in shape now. Like not that he wasn't before, but he looks like he's he's on a mission. Yeah, like uh, like uh, like he looks like he's been hitting the CrossFit circuit. So and I was messaging him, and he may be going to Brandon next weekend. So okay, nice. I'll just leave it at that. I won't say who he said he might be playing for, but so he, yeah, you might see him in Brandon. That's another thing for you listeners. We can't can really just. Disclose who they're playing with because yeah. for what whatever if it doesn't reason. happen. Yeah. So uh Toronto Maple Leafs this past weekend, they also had their indigenous night. Um, it Ooh. was cool to see Morgan Riley wear represent a little NHL and he wore their jersey to uh to the game. You know how yeah. players wear their suits and all decked that out. He wore a little NHL jersey, so it was uh Awesome awareness to bring recognition to a tournament that's going on its fiftieth year this year. Uh, how long have How long have you been a part of it? Uh foo, for a long time. Yeah, nice. Uh, as a player, as a coach, as a hockey parent. So it's uh, my dad played in it. Uh, my grandfather was the f went to the first one. He was a team manager for the Moose Factory Pee Wee team. Um, oh. So. Uh, 
I have pretty much, uh, my kids played in it. So it's, uh, got, and I have a lot of cousins and a lot of friends that played in it. So it's a, it's a family tradition that's been going on for 50 years for my family. So it's, uh, a big part of it, big part of our family. And I'm going this year, it's in Markham, Ontario for the first year. It's been in Mississauga for the last number of years, but it's in Markham this year. So I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing a lot of family and friends and mark them so not not driving this time i'm gonna fly i'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna drive 20 hours to uh toronto it doesn't it's not crazy just to make you think like you're in such a big province you drive 20 hours and you're still you're in so the same nervous. province yeah. <laughs> but you can drive from kenora to calgary and it's 15 hours yeah and you're Jumping over your three provinces yeah. over. So like from Kenora to Ottawa, it's like 24 hours. It's just crazy, crazy to think how big Ontario is. So something, something for you, mm -hmm. uh, ge geography maniacs. But yeah, um, let's, uh, do you want to go to our interview with, Courtney? Courtney? Yeah, we okay, can. Okay, let's, uh, let's head over to our interview with Courtney Bethune. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Okay. In progress. Hello, everyone. This is Bush and Trev from Res Hockey Podcast. This is episode 102. We are joined by uh, Courtney Bethune from Kuchiching First Nation. Uh, you may remember the last name as her brother was a guest last year at some point. Courtney, how are you doing tonight? Good, good. Glad to be here. Good. We uh, we appreciate you taking your time out of your schedule to uh, chat with us. It's pretty neat. But let's get down to business, right, Trev? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, first and foremost, um, when did you start playing hockey? Like, what was your earliest memory? Yeah, I was a little bit late in the game. I was in, I was seven. My brother started earlier than I did, and uh, I was more into gymnastics, but my dad forced me into it. And then after the first year, I fell in love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where did you, uh, where did you play minor hockey at? Uh, just in Fort. Just did grew play up playing kind of a little bit of girls, a little bit of boys. Okay. All right. Now, uh, little bit of girl, but did you uh, play on both teams, like, growing up? Did you have a lot of ice time? Yeah, yeah. I uh, ended up playing in both leagues throughout the same years. Probably didn't start till a little bit later. I think Pee Wee was the first year I played boys double A. Um, and after that, I just played both throughout until in high school. Ooh. So was there contact hockey? Yep. Pee Wee, first year of contact. Or uh, there... actually... Two of us girls that year, we were the first ones to ever make uh, uh, Pee Wee Double A. Do you have any Pitbull memorable? Francis. Do you have any memorable memorable plays or hits that you uh, would like to share? Um, no, I can't say that I probably made too many <laughs> good hits, but I've was knocked around pretty good a few times. <laughs> oh, by who? <laughs> um. Well, 
We were just talking about uh, my brother laying me out pretty good when I was in band <laughs> Phantom. And uh, he was in PEAA and he saw his opportunity when I was coming around the net with my head down. And yeah, he leveled me pretty good. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Um, now, who were your role models growing up playing hockey? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I think... The biggest factor was my brother. He was my big competition. We grew up playing down at the outdoor rink our whole lives. And um, I don't know if I looked up to many, too many hockey players, but I loved watching the Toronto Maple Leafs and watching uh, Ty Domi, Sundin, Belfour, that whole era. So that's probably where, what I watched a lot back then. How big of an influence uh, was your dad and your brothers with your choice to play hockey? I didn't have a choice in the beginning, but <laughs> <laughs> after that, yeah, me and my brother had a big rivalry. Who's got the better slap shot? Um, me probably before, but now he's got the big size on me, so definitely him. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, where did you did you continue your career in Fort Francis High School, or did you go somewhere else? I played one year in Fort, and then after that, I actually ended up moving to World, Minnesota, to play high school down there. Warroad. Um, so what was the adjustment like from Fort to Warroad, Canada, USA? Like was how big of it? Yeah, well, it was crazy actually. Um, I went from being kind of the top defenseman in Fort Francis to barely making the team in um Warroad. They had such it was so competitive down there and they had so much skill. It was I had to work really hard to make that team and um the ice time there. They had free ice every day. We could go on the ice anytime we wanted. It was just a whole hockey town that just supported hockey. So it was, yeah, it was, it was impressive. So the hockey culture was pretty prominent in war all day. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Now I went to Sweden for the world juniors and there were chants left and right. Every time Sweden played, like there was a whole, it wasn't just one or two fans. There was a whole section of fans. Now, was there something like that in Warroad? Oh, yeah. There was, they we used to have these Warroad Rozo rivalry games. And it would, more so the men's than the women's, but both of them would just get packed. And that was our big rival. And, but anywhere Warroad went, really, we would sell out the crowds because it was such a hit, big competition and we were so skilled. All right. Now, I got to ask this question. Must have, Trevor's chagrin. I Falls has border bar pizza. Yep. Was there something like that in Warroad? Like, was there a good eatery that people just flocked to? It was called Izzy's Bar. It was the coolest bar and food place that you could go to. It was like a hockey hall of fame. Um, Izzy was actually my coach growing up. And he, his two daughters played on our team. Um, Layla, she ended up making the U18 national team. And both of them, the younger one was Lisa. And she, the two of them together, they played for North Dakota. And yeah, so he had the bar there and we would go there all the time for food. And, you know, afterwards when we got older, we, that's where the hangout spot was. <laughs> what was your favorite meal there? Oh, they had an Izzy burger and it was top notch. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, when, I, when I went to Bemidji there, there was a place called a uh, Corner Bar. Mm. And their burger was just phenomenal. It was 
every every guest that I've talked to it still talks about that burger. Just curious about it. <laughs> Is he with <laughs> some sort of secret sauce he put on his burger? That was just unreal. Um, okay, now after Warroad High School, um, what choice did you have to go to play? At? Where did you go? Yeah, I ended up going to a Div three um, school called Gustavus Adolphus. Uh, one of my former teammates went there, and um, she she was already on the team, and so it was kind of an easy adjustment to go there. What'd you study? I did a dual degree in physics and chemistry. I can't even pronounce those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, student athlete, what was the what's it like for, uh, for what was it like for you there? Yeah, I was actually reminiscing about that today a little bit. I don't know how I did it back then, but I was averaging probably five hours of sleep a night between going to school from eight till four to six p.m. Somehow training and eating and playing hockey at the same time while while also having some fun. So, um, it it was a lot of fun. I remember those days and very grateful for them. Yeah. What was your welcome to the NCAA moment? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, it was high competition. I had some pretty, really good teammates. I think one of the girls there, um, she made, uh, why am I, I don't remember what the, um, shoot. I, uh, I can't remember what the, I'm blanking on the word right now. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, whatever. I'll, maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> well, what was your fondest memory there? Um, for hockey wise, we ended up going to the NCAA tournament, and uh, we ended up getting third place. That was pretty sweet. That was in my fourth year. Um, and in my, I want to say it was in my third year. We went to Europe actually to play some hockey over there. So that was pretty sweet too. What country? Uh, we went and played in Italy and Switzerland. What was that like? Hockey rinks. Massive. <laughs> it was good. It wasn't super great hockey at the time. We were playing younger girls as well. But um, no, it was a cool experience. We went there over Christmas break. And yeah, it was unbelievable. When you say bigger ranks, like you mean you meant your rank dimensions, right? Yeah. Big so, Olympic ranks. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Trev took me in a tournament in Blaine one year and uh, I didn't really like it because it felt like you're skating forever and you're just <laughs> yeah. crossing the, our own blue line. <laughs> well, and when you're not used to skating on those big ranks too, right? Like the space that you have and learning how to use them. It's, it's totally different hockey kind of what was just over in Sweden there on the Olympic size rinks for the world juniors. Uh, when you were in college, did you stay in the dorms? Yeah, it was mandatory. Oh. <laughs> I was sharing a bedroom for four years of my life on a twin size bed. <laughs> <laughs> so safe to see that you had a cafeteria and everything, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it was so good food too. Was there a special diet for student athletes or did you just kind of what was on the menu? That's what you ate. Yeah, I deal. was pretty strict. I did a lot of chicken breast and pasta, I think. 
from what I remember. So Target or Walmart? All the way Target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of people choose Target. Well, yeah, it's just, I don't know. They just have better things there. It's just cool to look around. <laughs> um so when i i mentioned it earlier that trev and i went on a tournament to blaine and our goalie brought out some techno music it's not for me it might have been for trevor he didn't really notice but what's on your playlist what was on your playlist before uh i do a little bit of everything to be honest i do like some techno indie indie music i like a little bit of country um <laughs> Yeah, any, I'm not really opposed to anything. How I far do like Zach Ryan, though. That's probably my fave. Not so many people um, like rock and roll the way I do, eh, Trev? A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people like country. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta get on that. Um, so when you were in Gustavus, Gustavus, did I say that right? Yep. Yep. Um, did did you get a chance to explore? Um, any other big cities close by? Like uh, I saw the map, like St. Cloud is a little bit of a drive, but did you happen to explore the state? Didn't explore too much. Um, I guess we lived near Minneapolis, so we'd go there quite a bit. Um, we would play in St. Cloud, but I wouldn't say I would venture the city too much or anything like that. What'd you do in Minneapolis? Um, we would go to some hockey games and go watch the wild or... Um, I think we went to the Valley Fair a few times, um, or the Mall of America. Shock Billy. I went to Valley Fair a couple times. Trevor, have you been to Valley Fair? Yep. And when you go, you you always got to get the fast pass. The yeah. fast pass. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to wait in line like an hour just to go on one ride, right? Yeah. Did you go on that big green roller coaster? Absolutely. It's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you go up there and you just crest it, you can see all across. You can see the big uh, casino. Like, no, it's the only the one you've never done is the one that goes straight up and then drops you. Oh, yeah. That's a little bit of a... <clears throat> that's scary. <laughs> you've seen those videos where people pass out midway through? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe around 10 years ago, you know that ride you were talking about, Bush? The, 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 the green one? We yeah. got stuck like up high for like half hour uh, i was with my two kids and i was telling them not to look down because it was so far down you could see miles and miles like, the adrenaline would be long gone by then <laughs> for sure and i'm not i don't like heights so i was really <laughs> i was trying not to show fear in front of my kids but i was freaking out <laughs> so that's my that's... bad value fit uh valley fair uh experience have you been since uh nope <laughs> <laughs> like i was like, in wonderland last last summer and i wasn't going on no rides i'm done for rides <laughs> um what was your longest road trip when you're in college oh we went all the way to new york for that ncaa tournament and I would have done that in high school, too, actually. I think we traveled all the way to New York. Holy. Bus it? Yep. 
That's a long, that's a long bus ride. ride. It was. <laughs> and that's probably pre-Wi-Fi on the bus rides, right? I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think we had Wi-Fi on the bus, no. <laughs> so what do you do the pass the time on the bus? Uh you, um, you guys are aging me here. This isn't like seven, <laughs> more than seven years ago. <laughs> um, I don't know. We probably slept. We probably chatted. We're girls. We're good at that. So maybe probably studied. I was in the middle of university too then. So probably would have been trying to study along the way. You play Euchre? Euchre? I've never played actually. Really? <laughs> no, I'm going to have to try that out though. I do like games. Oh, it's a card game. Okay, I'll put that on the list. In a nutshell, do you know what what's it like, Trev? Like, what is it? Spade. Never like, yeah. user. You've never. Oh, you guys. That's like an old man. I'm, I'm aging myself <laughs> here. You are. <laughs> Have you played a Monopoly Deal? I don't know what that is. It's a it's a new Monopoly card game. It's pretty fun. I would recommend it. Monopoly Deal. Bush is writing it down. I I do I do these things. I write random things down. Okay, all those arenas you played in. What was the most intimidating one? Mm, definitely playing in the Wilds Arena. How come the Minnesota Wild play? What is their? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what their uh, arena is called. XL the XL. Center. There we go. Yeah. The XL Energy Center. When we played in state, that was played there three years in a row, and that was pretty intimidating. State championship, mm -hmm. high school, holy! So, what was that like? Like when you, when you it go, was cool. yeah, you, never mind walking in the dressing room. Like when you did, you get like, holy crap, this is it type. <laughs> oh yeah, well they treated us like royalty down there too. Like there was Bauer reps there and. We got a bunch of free stuff and yeah, it was pretty cool. And especially when you're in high school, you're so young, you're just looking around, you're like, wow, this is crazy. Bauer reps at a high school rink. At a at the yeah. Okay. Speaking of equipment, um, Trevor has a routine that he likes to get dressed with. He has uh <laughs> he's very particular about it. I actually I've actually seen him. Um, if you forget something, I, I've seen him actually do repeat the steps. Do you have a did you have a certain uh method when you were growing up in high school and in college? That basically, I'm asking you, were you superstitious? Yeah, probably a little bit. I uh, I don't do those things anymore because I don't need to. But um, I think before hockey games, I would always um stick handle and bounce the ball and I would do that with one of my buddies in high school um but then I had to go solo when I was in college but um I think I retaped my stick and I would do I can't remember what everything I would do now though no no it's too long ago <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to uh talking with your brother today and he said that you graduated with a double minor, which you mentioned, and you fast-tracked in three years. How did you manage to do that and play hockey at the same time? Well, I think he mix mixed that up. I um, I did a double major in four years and played hockey. Um, 
But yeah, I don't really know. I didn't sleep much, to be honest. I would wake, be at class at 8 a.m. and be up till 2 a.m. doing homework and studying and get about six hours of sleep and do that on repeat for... <laughs> And went and you went what you went to the University of British Columbia a couple of years ago, and what did you do over there? Um, I got my mechanical engineering degree there. I can't pronounce that. What's that? <laughs> Whatever she just said. <laughs> okay, and I looked what on the on the. It says that you're a maintenance mechanical EIT. What's what's the EIT? Oh, there's my dog. So that's a <laughs> engineering training. Oh. So um, what a cutie. <laughs> um, an EIT. So an engineering training. In order to get your professional engineer, um, you have to do four years of work experience after you graduate and take a law and ethics exam. So I'm in my third year out of university and I'll be able to, I'm taking my exam here actually next week and then I'll be able to hopefully get my PN this spring. So. How long of an exam is that? Is that like, like three hours, four hours? I think it's a three hour exam if I'm right. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> I've been oh. studying for it. Um, Actually, this is the second time I've had to take it because I did it without studying the first time. And <laughs> English is not my forte. And I'm glad I didn't try to do a law degree because it is over my head. <laughs> my uh, my friend growing up, well, not my growing up, but my friend, he was a lawyer. He said one of his classes, his exams was one question. Really? He said he was writing it for two hours. He just couldn't believe it. Like a one, <laughs> one question exam. Well, he... He passed the bar, obviously, but just a little. Yeah. Uh, when Can you, you imagine to... everything riding on that one question? That's a lot of pressure. Sorry, <laughs> 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 got What's wrong with you, Bush? Are you okay over there? Yeah, no, I just, I'm still the youngest. Anyways. <laughs> frog in my throat still okay all right uh now courtney um now growing up did you um you're where you're where you at now you're at a college degree and everything with college hockey do you have any advice for the younger women growing up wanting to pursue a hockey they want to be student athlete like what well if you could pass on to something to you at 12 years old uh don't worry don't worry so much have fun enjoy it um, it goes by faster than you think. So just do everything you can work hard and yeah, don't let the little things set you off. Just push through it. And tomorrow's a new day. Forget about anything you did wrong and do better the next day. Okay. That's some good advice. Now, before we let you go, Courtney, I, um, we have to ask you this. It's kind of, a uh mandatory there's five quick questions take as long as you want okay. but uh, we always ask uh, our guests this um they're called five rapid niche questions okay okay yeah number one baked or fried bannock definitely fried 
Are you keeping a tally of these, Trevor? No. No. <laughs> Have you ever used a curtain or a door with a sheet? No, I don't think I have. <laughs> no. Have you ever seen Ernest Munoz live, King of the North? No, I have not. Marley, get out of here. Bannock <laughs> burger or Indian taco? Indian taco. I'm going to keep track. Fifth and last question. Can you, Jake? No. <laughs> How about Jared? Can he, can he jig? He probably tries. I would like to see that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Corny. Well, we thank you for your time and coming on with us. It's been a nice chat with you. Uh, I'll definitely chat with you over the winter. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Casey, listeners don't know. I'm, we play hockey together on the, on the Gulls team. I am the Seagull? pretty old. I'm still playing <laughs> in the men's league. I want that title. Hey, you almost had a goal the other night. A few of them. You're itching. Itching for one. <laughs> a goal on the other team or a goal on your team? Goal for our team. For our team. <laughs> just just got to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Courtney. We thank you for your time. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. See you. Recording in progress. Bye. Hey, guys. Welcome back from our interview with Courtney, it's uh, we really enjoy bringing our guests like that on the show. Guests who went to school and got their degrees, and now they're doing really, they're yep. doing really well for themselves. And Courtney's just another good example of that. Hockey and education can really go together hand in hand. Like, uh, what's that movie called? Big Daddy. Remember Adam Sandler? When yeah. Rob Schneider, lamb and tuna fish, <laughs> tomato meatball. <laughs> He's explaining uh, how things go well together, uh, Rob Schneider. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, hockey and education really uh, go hand in hand. If you had the opportunity to go go play college hockey, have it be U Sports, Division One or Division Three in the U.S., take that, take that chance. It's... Uh, mm -hmm. It's a great opportunity. You'll, you'll have so much fun away from the ice as well. So um, it's a great opportunity. And we highly recommend it. Yeah. Even uh, college and like Sault Ste. Marie, they have a Sioux College and they play other colleges, uh, Canada College and North Bay. Um, so there's a lot of good hockey out there. Just, just uh, I think a lot of youth have to really think about it. Uh, it's not the end of the world after junior hockey and uh go play some go play some uh college hockey for another two to four years if you have that chance so it's a great opportunity and i think we more players are taking advantage of it and which is really good so thanks again courtney for uh coming on the show and good job bush on the interview bush mm -hmm. is the one who uh thought of all the questions and i just sat and relaxed and listen to uh both of them talk so it was a uh, good job good job bushy oh thank you <laughs> uh this week <laughs> uh, bush is on a roll he has this week's uh red hockey top five so uh, 
Take take it away. Uh, <laughs> that was my boy. All right, now I'm, I was trying hey, to think of that. Can you What's do that? your top five in Borat's voice? <laughs> Maybe not this week. I have to practice it for next week. I told you on your <laughs> flight to Sweden, you have seven hours. I'll practice your Borat's. <sighs> it's eight twenty three, and Bush is already yawning. I know. All right. Where's your glasses? Now, you look like you're struggling with your I, eyes. I, I mean, <laughs> it's okay to wear glasses, man. I see oh, my glasses. God. Do you want to put? Want me to put on my glasses just so you no. won't feel like a like a nerd? No, I'm just. I thought I had them on my desk here, but I I think they're uh... they're on yeah, your head, that. man. <laughs> you just kidding. <laughs> you looked. Yeah, I know. I did. <laughs> Drinking my mineral water. Okay, so now I was trying to think of a correct title, but I couldn't really couldn't come up with them. But these are the top five reasons that we give our spouses as to why we're going to go on vacation. <laughs> this is uh no, this is why we really want to go on vacation. Ah, <clears throat> there we go. Yeah, it's a chance to scout out new hockey tournaments in different countries. <laughs> um why not get a perfect chance to spend all your a-side winnings yep yep and um well you secretly got hurt last tournament and you might as well go relax on the beach exactly yep and take a note from Trevin bush's uh photos you we heard the best kfc was either in mexico or sweden <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the last one is uh we, you wanted the Mega Monster Bingo and decided to treat your family. However, you heard there was a new casino going up and you want to go check it out. Yep. <laughs> Top five excuses and reasons. Talking about, speaking of you, uh, KFC, I was going to say UFC. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we went to Mexico, we had uh, KFC. I was hungry. So we decided to stop. We were in a cab. No, we were in an Uber and we decided, hey, let's go to kfc and we were placing the order and we didn't know what we were ordering like we just knew a, there was a picture of like a bucket of chicken and but yeah. bunch of sides and so i guess we ordered like two of everything so we ordered like two uh big family meals <laughs> we had like two big buckets of chicken and and it only came up to like 50 bucks really eh? yeah like Usually it's fifty bucks for one big family meal, but uh, and we had to pay in pesos, and we didn't. There was no uh, language barrier, like we didn't understand what that lady was uh, when we had to pay our pay for our meals. Like we didn't know what she was talking sure. about, and that's when Google uh, translator translator came in. But when they served their chicken, like one bucket was like all the big pieces and. Then the second bucket was all the smaller pieces of chicken. And they didn't serve. They served fries and mashed potatoes and gravy. So Really? We had, and there was so much chicken left over. I was eating chicken for like the next two days. <laughs> so That's probably why you got the squirts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was, that was, I think that was at the beginning of our trip we had. Oh. But I got sick the third, the second last day. Like, I was just starting to feel better this week. So it, it took, like, five, six days until I was really 
certainly eat okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's my uh, KFC story in Mexico. Did you know that? Also, I thought of you. There's a they have pineapple on their pizza in Sweden. That's so gross. It's a different. It's a different menu item. There's marinated chicken fillet, avocado, bacon, chili, and pineapple all on one pizza. On a on a pizza? Yeah. Avocado? Avocado, yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, well, it was all, like uh when we were at restaurants, they'd make we'd ask for guacamole and chips, and they'd make guacamole like right in front of us. Oh nice. It was so fresh. It was so good. I'm not usually a guacamole person, but it was so good. Guacamole and pizza good. and chicken? Avocado. Like... Avocado yeah. and chicken? That's weird. I mean, like, I don't think it's weird. I think maybe that's all it's, it's been on since forever. It's just North America warps all of our food into what, what we've liked. Avocado does not belong on pizza, just like pineapple. <clears throat> Apparently it does. That's disgusting. <laughs> I still can't believe I when we were in Saskatoon at the Freddy last year that when we ordered our pizza, I ordered a Supreme, which had pineapple on it. It was the grossest thing ever. Okay. All right. I found a picture of it. And one and on another pizza, there is honey marinated chicken fillet, chevre, and roasted pine nuts. Oh man, that's disgusting. Yeah, and then there's one chevre. Gorgonzola, mozzarella, all of the chino and homemade pesto. That that's called a Jesus Christ. The Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ pizza, yeah. That's pretty cheesy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just want to totally we forgot to talk about Ethan Bear. He uh signed oh, yeah. with the Washington Capitals and he signed a pretty good contract. Yeah. Good for him. Got he scored his too. first, yeah. He scored his first goal with the Caps. I just don't understand why would you want to sign with that team that's not really going to make the playoffs? Is it because he'll get, he'll think he'll get more playing time? Oh, possibly. Or is it just because he wants to play with Ovi? Wonder. We'll get him on the show and we'll ask him because yeah. we'll just say, I, "Hey, what's up?" Hey, what's up? Like, I would have signed with the Leafs. They're freaking. Of course. Well, they're not cup contenders. They've been playing so crappy lately. Uh, They're they're up one nothing right now. Yeah, but I don't think they're cup contenders. I think, unfortunately, but uh, I might have to jump on a bandwagon. I think I might have to jump on another team, and I'm leaning towards Vegas. Yep. Not me. If the Oilers weren't going to make the playoffs, who would you uh, jump ship to? Probably in the east. Yeah. I probably uh actually I hate to say this, but I'm a big fan of Nathan McKinnon. So I'd probably go with Avalanche. That's uh Toronto had a really good game against Colorado on uh Saturday. I think the one thing that's getting a lot of people upset is the is the refing. They miss yeah. a lot of calls and a lot of times they make shitty calls. Yeah. Like they're inconsistent. Um Matthews got cross-checked pretty good by uh Mason Manson and they missed it. So 
They've been inconsistent all year, but everyone complains about the rest, but the rest are only human. But they have I wonder if they'll ever go to like a three man system three man referee system where they're in each zone and they just don't move one and all, <laughs> one and one zone, uh the neutral zone and the defensive offensive zones and whatnot. Maybe they have to do that. They're missing yeah. missing a lot of uh calls. So um, I have a question for you. Yay or nay? Right. Tourney organizers, when they're putting on a tournament and they put in their own team for a tournament. Nay. Nay? nay. Why? Because they can, uh, they can exploit their own rules and they can bend them. It's a, it's a conflict of interest, that, that, that phrase, I think. Yeah. Do you think, like I played in tournaments and saw tournaments where they totally bend the rules for their team while they give other teams a hard time, right? Like, well, this player's playing in the third game on a Saturday when he missed the first two games, right? And they still allow a player to play. Things like that, right? Yeah. But because, yeah, I'm, I'm against it too. I say nay. That... A tournament organizer should not be able to allow his team in a tournament. And who was I talking to? I was talking to, I can't remember, someone out west. And I was asking, why is there so many tournaments in like Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Alberta, compared to Ontario? There's no tournaments yeah. in Ontario. Isn't that weird? That's, I mean, there's some. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. I mean, Thunder Bay is a big town of over 115,000 people, and there's so many First Nation reserves around Thunder Bay within a three-hour, say a five-hour drive. There's probably like 30 reserves. Like, how come there's no hockey tournament in Thunder Bay? There's no men's hockey tournament in Timmins, which is yeah. a lot of communities are close to Timmins. Sudbury, North Bay, Sault Ste. Marie. There's no tournaments. But if you go to Calgary or you go out west, there's big tournaments there's, all the yeah. time. And they're big money ones. Like look at Prince Albert. There's a big tournament out there. There's a tournament outside Calgary the same weekend. And they still had a lot of good players. I don't know. It's, Ontario has to smarten up. I mean, there's a tournament in Kenora. There's mm-hmm. tournament in like Moose Factory out of Wapaskat, which is north of Moose Factory, and there's, I bet you there's only five tournaments in Ontario, men's tournaments, when it comes yeah. to hockey, which is really sad, considering the size of Ontario. So, something has to be done, but what can you do? Like, how can you... I don't know how to run a tournament. Well, I, I do, know. but I, w- I wouldn't want to do it. It's so much work. But... It's just maybe that's why, I mean, a lot of Western teams are winning the Freddy because there's more hockey out there. They're skating more. They're playing against better competition, right? I'm not saying the Ontario teams are bad, but it just seems like a lot of teams like Norway House, Cross Lake, Canoe Lake, a lot of Western teams, they do a lot better. PBCN Stars, another example of 
teams that do good because they play in a lot of tournaments compared to, say, like the Moose Cree Scrappers or Moose Cree Selects where they play maybe three, four tournaments all season. I think it's just that competition where to be the best, you got to play against the best on a regular occasion. And it seems like a lot of those Western teams that I mentioned play in like all these big tournaments. And so I think Ontario has to step it up. Absolutely. They should. Um, But what's the, like who, I don't know. I think maybe an, a first nation organization, like a tribal council have in Ontario have to start making these tournaments. Maybe, but we should put a tournament on somewhere. That's so much yeah. work, though. That's a lot of work. That is. I mean, it's you got to plan like a whole year in advance, right? Absolutely. If we did a tournament, I would put it open. As many yep. imports, pickups you want. Just open it up. <laughs> you don't have to be from a certain reserve. Um, It'd be way better. Like, I made a yeah. post on Facebook about that. There's a tournament here in Kenora called the... North American First Nation Tournament Champions, and and you have to play for your own community in this one with four imports. But back in the day, they had it open where you could pick up as many players you want, and we had a lot of good teams and a lot of good players yeah. coming. Now that you have your your own, you got to play for your own community. Not as much good players come to this tournament, no. and a lot of teams just stay out west because you used to get a lot of Western Canada. Yeah. Teams come and now you just you don't want to make or make that way to Kenora. But yeah, I would totally open up if I had my own tournament. Um I would make it like thir- first place like 30 grand. Yeah. Just to attract all the top players. If you were gonna make your own team, how many guys would you get? Would you get 10 players or would you get 15 in a in a goalie? So sixteen I get, players. I would get uh no, I get fourteen. Three forward lines and two defense lines. You'd go with four D? Yep. I'd go with six. No. It's just cutting in your uh your money. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean you you see that nowadays though, when like these tournaments when you go to Brandon, you go to Prince Albert mm-hmm. or Regina. You get a lot of teams six nine fours and six D, which I think it's it's good. Yeah, you you don't have to worry, Bush. You still play thirty minutes anyways. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, res uh, res tourneys are in full swing now. It's yeah, mid January. You got the the one in Brandon, the Dakota Sioux Winterfest coming up, and that's going to be a big tournament. Um, that's that's always a good one. <laughs> so. I think that one's hitting though. I think it's yeah. contact. Is it oh, okay? So I wouldn't want to play in that <laughs> one. I'd be just dumping the puck every time I had a, a chance. Yeah. I don't want to get hit. So yeah. Uh, what else? Is there anything else? No, nothing sticks out of my mind. Nothing. A <laughs> uh, couple guys. Uh, Kirk Bear will be on the show. Uh. We'll be interviewing him in the future. Uh, Troy is coming on the show finally. 
uh, Troy Latness. Yeah, Troy's playing in FIF for the FIF Flyers in the English. I don't know what EIHL. I don't know what that means. England or I don't know what that EIHL. Google it. What does that EIHL mean? I freaking had it on my notes. EIHL Elite Elite Ice Hockey League. So <laughs> that's the league uh, Colton played in last year. So okay, teams from like Scotland, England, and like Great Britain area, I guess. Oh yeah, Pretty geography nerds. <laughs> but yeah, Troy uh, is having a good season. Uh, Troy played for else. Who did he play for at the Freddy? Troy. Else- yeah. Al Siptog. Al Siptog. Yeah. Yeah, the Oilers. And the year before that, he played for Moose Factory. So um, I think that's one thing I'm going to ask him. It's about Freddie. How many teams have asked you to play for the Freddie already? Because I'm sure this guy's a top free agent. So, so I think, uh, yeah, Troy and Kirk will be on the show in the, in the coming weeks. So it, we're looking forward to that. Uh, anything else before we uh, skedaddle? No, I think that's it. That's it. Um, I'm going to message the people out from the Winterfest tournament in Brandon this week. Just get a list of teams. Yeah. And we'll we'll, we'll uh, pick the winners oh, for, yeah. uh, for the tournament. In that tournament in uh, Prince Albert, we were totally off. I think I picked we picked Canoe Lake or PBN, PBCN to win. We were way off. I don't think they even <laughs> made it far. Stanley Mission Riverhawks won the tournament, as we mentioned earlier. But, yeah, I don't know what happened with uh, <laughs> Canoe Lake and PBCN. Usually they're uh, right up there Sunday hockey. Mm. But that, it happens. It's uh, how she goes sometimes, right? Puck doesn't bounce your way, and yeah. So, so uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is on YouTube, as long as along with uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio and Podbean. So, um, if you can't listen to us on your phone or computer, you can watch us on YouTube. So, yeah. don't forget to like and subscribe to our Psych. YouTube. And we're like on subscribe. socials. Yeah, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So mm-hmm. head out, head over to our socials and uh, give us a like. So thanks for joining us for another week of Res Hockey. This is episode 102. We appreciate you uh, coming to hang out with us for a while. So we'll see you next week. And uh, we will. Leafs are winning one nothing over the Oilers. So <laughs> go Leafs, go. Hopefully... Oh We'll uh, hopefully the Leafs can pull off a dub. So we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Peace. Peace out.